just here talking about stuff and whatever's going on in his brain. You know it is 100% Bridget! All right, here I am. It's me talking about something. So today I got a guest. You can see him up there on the big screen if you're watching on YouTube, and uh, you'll hear him here in just a minute um, if you're watching on everything else. So just want to throw out some reminders. Um, thank you to all the people that have been following and listening. We've hit, we've had over 650 listeners, so we want to continue to see that grow. We want to do everything we can to reach 1,000 listeners before the end of the year and, uh, and just continue to watch on YouTube and Facebook. And if you're doing that, make sure to hit the subscribe button and ring the bell and do whatever all that kind of stuff has to be done so that you know that I'm coming and follow and all that kind of stuff. So today, here he is. I have my friend with me. His name is Michael J. Lewis. I put the J in there because by the end of this, you are going to search Amazon for his book because he's an author and he wrote a book called True Worth, Identity in Christ. And it's currently available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble Online, and Kobo. So, and today is his launch day for this new book. So, um, Michael, do me a favor and just kind of introduce yourself. I'll turn the music down in the background a little bit so that you can... So you got a big smile, brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you. Thank you, Sir Richard. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, so um, like you were saying, I'm Michael. Um, just finished writing the book. Um got my partner here with me she she's not leaving me alone right now so um and the pregnant wife is is already asleep so um yeah first of all thank you for bringing me on i really appreciate it um this is this is just a it's an honor to be here i love your podcast um but uh, yeah so <laughs> this, this, is, this is a little awkward for yeah me. it's okay this, uh, is, this, this is, is not something that's normal for me so. <laughs> that's all right so um but but sometimes new new stuff happens when you do good stuff right <laughs> uh, what's the what's the what's the famous quote you when when uh life begins at the end of your comfort zone oh wow yeah that's yeah. good <laughs> <laughs> so 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 the book is called um true worth the identity in christ um and uh I saw, I, I got some great stuff out of this. I've had an opportunity to read most of it. I'm not going to lie. I have not read the whole thing. <laughs> and, and that's honestly because I'm, a, I'm kind of a slow reader. So <laughs> that's okay. Let's laugh a little, get all the jitters out. So um, actually, when, my regular life, when, when I say my regular life, what I do to actually make money, you know, is I'm a security guard. So chapter two actually spoke to me. <laughs> okay, so I know I know that sounds funny because you have that you have that excerpt in the beginning of chapter two yeah. about the the what's the word you use the the uh, identity of a accomplishment and seniority and and those identities right and title identities and title identities yes. and so just that little story about the security guard in that section and then the guy treats him one way and then he goes up to interview with the CFO or COO or whatever he's going to go interview with. That spoke to me personally because I've I've been in that I've been in those shoes. <laughs> so so just be, I mean like I say is is that um, the the uh, the the identity of your you know your seniority or your educational identity or your accomplishment identities? Can you kind of hit on that? The way you brought that across was really good. 
Sure. Um, so the the really I, the real idea of it all was um, how we how we have these identities. Each of us has identities that we that we uh, carry with us everywhere we go, um, and a lot of them are based on title, education, accomplishments, things like that. That as we as we go about life, we we attain different titles and those become our identity. So um, I feel like I'm just rambling a little bit, but That's um, okay. ramble on, the, brother. Bas- <laughs> the basic idea is um, you proclaim, project, and then protect. So you proclaim kind of like, this is who I am. Um, so for example, I'm a nice person. And then you protect it by saying, uh, or you project it by doing things that you think a nice person would do. And then after that, you go and you protect it. When it's challenged, when somebody um, tries to challenge that nice person identity, you either have to do something kind of like a little bit over the top to protect it, or you um, retract or, or um, I'm, I'm looking for the right words, That's but right. Um, um, as, as you'll find from you the book, of, I'm a better writer than I am a speaker. <laughs> That's okay. But you kind of back off when, when, cause I know some people in, you know, the, the way that I've had to deal with stuff in life is, you know, yes, we do protect our identity, whatever identity we're actually in at the time too. That's one of the things I enjoyed is because, you know, if you have a public identity, right, you have your personal identity at home. If you're a parent, you, you identify as a parent to other parents. And then, you know, so I, I kind of saw that kind of opening for all these kinds of just very broad uh, statement in the word identity. And uh, that uh, that word broad, that's that was one of my big struggles in writing this book is how how big this whole idea is. It, it, it's in every aspect of our life and to try to um, break it down into a book and and uh, make it simple was was actually kind of difficult as far as that goes but um but in the whole process you know it was it was really just a it was a revelation along the way um i mean the book came about from uh getting up in the morning and outlining it as i go and then as soon as i outlined the chapter i would start writing and then it, so it wasn't a, uh, a process where I had all the information already before I started writing it. It was uh, writing from beginning to end, oh, that's cool. and it just kind of came together. That's, so, so I think that, that yeah. so like like a free kind of like okay, so I get revelation from God. I'm going to do this book, right? Which, which, right. Because I know I know you've mentioned that in our conversations before that it was a a, a, a God given thing, and so as you as you. As you wrote it, it just kind of came through you. You got your outline, and you put it together, and you just started to, to go, and all this kind of stuff just came out. And a lot of your personal life comes out in it. Yes, yeah. And um, what's interesting about that whole process was that there was a lot of things that I wanted to talk about or that I thought were relevant prior to writing the book um, when I knew it was coming. You know, I had all these ideas, things I would write down, and stuff like that. But when it actually came to writing it, um, those ideas and those stories didn't make it into the book. Um, so um, there was actually a lot that I thought was going to be in the book, but didn't end up being in the book. And it just kind of flowed the correct way, you know. And then I look back on it, I was like, oh, I thought I was supposed to talk about that, but I didn't. 
Maybe but, there's uh, a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this has been a, uh, a quite a journey of uh, of discovery as far as just realizing how we look at other people and try to. Um, one of my favorite chapters writing was, uh, I think it's chapter five about um, canned identities where we try to put people into a box, into a can. We have expectations based on that, based on the label that we've placed on those people. Uh, from my personal experience that came um, a lot from my prior military service, which was in the Marine Corps. And when people find out I was in the Marines, it's usually like the reaction is usually really you, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it, it was a, it's because I don't fit into their, their Marine can that I don't look like the typical Marine that they would think of when they think of that. And that's really where it came. A, a lot of the idea came about was, um, that's not my identity. That's an aspect of who I am, but that's not, the most important aspect of me wherein I would mold my life around that. Nice. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of different ideas that come out of there. And then, um, of course, um, we could talk about humility later too, because that was one of my favorite chapters to write about. Nice. I, I can, I can, uh, uh, contest with, with what you said, because when I, when me and my wife were in youth ministry, I would tell people, you know, Oh yeah, I'm a youth pastor. And I, I, I live in the same town that I went to high school in and all that kind of thing. We're like, no, <laughs> no, the, you, you did not live that way. You can't be a pastor, you know, so <laughs> because of my past, you know, and so switching from that one, one way of living and then moving to another way of living, there's an identity shift that if you haven't seen somebody for a while or if you don't fit into the mold, you know, um, that everybody else wants to put on you, the can you know, I think that I think that's really good. I, I saw in chapter five, um, there's a, the subject, the subjective identity and the objective identity. Does that sound familiar? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I thought that was so what what others believe about us, or what we believe about ourselves compared to facts about who we are, and what we cannot change. That's cool. You're talking about that. Subjective identity is a lot of times when somebody is trying to um, subject an identity onto you um i kind of had to take some of that verbiage out because uh the editor said that does that's not grammatically correct to say that so um but it's basically somebody trying to force you into being what they think your identity says it should be and uh, and, and another example of that is um when we had the dance studio uh, we would get people um that would come and expect because it's a because we're Christians that they, it's, since they're Christians too, they should get a discount, something like that. Um, and that's a, that's a, um, that's them trying to subject their idea of what a Christian is onto me. You know, that's not, and if I were to accept that, then I would be living up to their, their definition of what a Christian is rather than what mine is from uh, Revelation from the Bible. However, um, the the thing is that object objective identities that's facts. Like the fact is that um, you know 
it's a fact that was a Marine. But then a subjective identity is usually based off of the fact and trying to attach different things that we don't agree with to it. Okay. So, um, <laughs> no, that, make, that, make, that, make, that makes perfect sense, you know, because like you, you mentioned at, from, from, from a Marine, a Marine standpoint, I was, I was not in the military at all, but my father was. So, you know, guys don't cry, you know, right. um, you know, but we have emotions. So um, the, the men don't cry would be subjective, but because you're a yes. Marine, you shouldn't. Is that, right. is that, is that, does that sound right to so, you? Yeah. And so you're, you're a man. That's an objective identity. That's fact. Okay. But, uh, but then the subjective is this is what men are supposed to do. Okay. Um, yeah. Cause, cause, cause so. I, in my personal life right now, um, my, my wife makes all the money. Okay, yeah. and men are supposed to be the breadwinner, and and that doesn't mean that we're out of sync with God or being out of has, out of head of household or any of that kind of thing. I'm doing something that was like this podcast that's trying to get off the ground, and she's willing to support that. So so that's some people so would look at perfect, it as I'm a yeah. bum, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, and and no, I'm trying to do something fresh and new and 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 do something off the ground. My wife's willing to support me in that. But from the outside, it could look the exact opposite. Does that make sense? So am I on board with that? That's that's a perfect example of how people try to fit somebody into their definition of what your identity should be. So even if you say, you know, this is who I am, they say, if you're a nice person, this is what you If If this, then that. Okay. If, it's always if this, then that. You know, if you're this, then you should act like this. And that's that's expecting you to act according to their expectation of the identity, right? Um, whereas that's that's uh, incorrect. And yeah, that's, that was a similar uh, that was a similar thing that I had to deal with a lot with the studio. Is um, is that similar thing? Is having having the dance studio? You know, where I'm not a dancer. Um, you know. Yeah. There was the talent there, you know, my wife. So, yeah, so, so yeah, because I think that, I think identity, from what, what a lot of the stuff that I got out of this is is really other people force expectations onto us or force identities onto us. Um, I'm not personally, if you, if you, when, when you get to know me personally, I'm a little outside the box anyway. I'm a little different. You know, you know my brother, we have very similar uh, personalities, you know, <laughs> to say the least. And so like, say I go to church and they want to put me in a skinny jeans and, you know, and, and, and this style shirt, you know, they, they, they try to put you into a very, even in the church world, they try to put you into a very particular box, depending on where you go. I go to church because I love my church, I, you know, and, and they let me do a lot of stuff within the ministry and all that kind of stuff. But what I'm saying is that sometimes they, they try to shove you into something that's not you. And then you try to work within that, and then you find yourself in a bad place because of it. That does that make sense? Yeah, um, yeah. I I wrote a chapter about um, ministry identities, and that's um, yeah. You hit it. You hit the nail on the head when you're talking about that. How and you don't really fit the mold of what they are expecting of you. And a lot of times um, we look at our own gifts and the way that we the way that we process things and the way that we're helping in this area, uh, wherein Paul in 
uh, in Second Corinthians talks clearly that you know we're all part of the same body in different parts. You know, it'd be ridiculous for the hand to to say I'm worthless because I'm not an eye and I can't see. Right. You know, it's it's a uh, it's that whole idea that we get that feeling of like condemnation because we're not helping out in this area or we're not giving our time here. That's um, the problem with that is fine is that rather than finding your identity in Christ through the church where you should be finding your identity in Christ through the Christian religion, you're finding it in the, not you, but no, yeah. we're, we're finding it in the, in the ministry title or, you know, as we climb the charts, you know, deacon is, you know, the deacons above the, the members and then, um, the, you elders, know, the elders and then above the, this, that, and then the pastor, yeah, you know? and then the apostle and the, the bishop and the, and the, this guy. And, you know, and I, right. I, I find that kind of interesting because, um, a, a lot of places, yeah, even in general, our work, our job, our, and if we can't find that focus on Christ himself and recognize that, that, that identity in him, we can actually go, go off the rails pretty easily just because the world tries to put stuff on it. Would you agree? Absolutely. Um, and part of this that I talked about was when the, in the education world is a good example. If I'm finding my identity in my educational accomplishments, there comes a point wherein I have to decide if I don't get the highest degree possible or the best or the highest certificates within that degree as possible, then, then I have to either accept that I'm not good enough and I'm less than those, or I have to, um, I have to lose that identity. So, for example, if I'm if I find my identity specifically in my educational title, and I get to a point where I have a bachelor's, and I can't make it on to get get to a master's at this point because of life, work, kids, or whatever, then I have to if my identity is so heavily rooted in the education, I have to accept that I'm less than the people who have masters or doctorate or right. anything like that. So, so I kind of went off the rail there a little bit. That's all right. But, no. um, <laughs> so the, the whole point is like you, it, it creates a turmoil if, and a, and, um, and a feeling of not being good enough when your identity is so rooted in those things. Yeah. Well, that, that's really good because I, 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 I've personally, you know, run into those kinds of, you know, those kinds. Of, I think all of us do at some point. We, we, we run into somebody that has the doctorate or the PhD or the this or that and so on and so forth. And that's their focus. And you're like, hi, Bob. And he's all Dr. Bob, you know, <laughs> you know, because that's that's what makes them important. You know, I mean, and, and that's fine. I have nothing yeah. against education or educating yourself and getting yourself into a great career in that way. But it's the it's when that becomes all you are as compared to who you are. Does that make sense? You know? Yes. And and I think that for, for those of for those that maybe aren't, you know, headed to college or doing the four year degree or doing all that kind of stuff, that those kinds those those situations or those identities 
tend to push down on people and and really the the bottom line is you have to be you is that a good way to say it that you be you (laughs) (laughs) there's so many different aspects to it and um and that's a that's a really good way of putting it you know i had a professor in college who who said there was there was a matter of of sort of a debate a debatable topic um, you know, and I had a que- and I had an answer that didn't agree with the professor. Um, and he said uh, his his winning argument was, "Well, I know I'm right because I'm a doctor and you're not um, doctorate, not a yeah, you know yeah. physician doctor. Uh, and you know because I have a PhD and you don't. And I was like, that's an interesting way to look at the world, you know, because <laughs> now all I have to do is go find another doctor who disagrees with you." Yeah. So and because he has so a PhD. Yeah, it's, you know, it it's the idea that our, our opinion and our the value of our existence is dependent on the title that we have, the level of education that we have, rather than being dependent on the 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 substance of the opinion itself, the fallacy of of an appeal to authority in that case. But um there's a, there's a lot of examples. That, <laughs> because uh, I think I think the main point of today is basically going, hey, guess what? True Worth, Identity in Christ is uh, on Amazon as of today. I truly I truly say, go read this thing. Um, I, I, and I'll be honest, I said, I said this earlier, I haven't gotten all the way through it, but it is changing the way I think about stuff. And it, it really is taking, you know, because you just said you're a college professor and I've never stepped foot in a college. <laughs> and, and here we are, and here we are having a discussion, you know, on on a, on a regular level. How cool is that? So, and that's that, and I and I think that that's a good way to say the identity in Christ can say we're on the same level because of Him, you know, and we don't have to fight or argue about the way things should be. And that's air quotes for those of you in audio <laughs> that are listening on audio. <laughs> so the way things should be or the way they have to be. Because I, because Jesus battled with the Pharisees and the Sadducees over the ways the laws were, and 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 Jesus basically stepped in and said, "I am who I am," just like God in the in the desert, you know, and and said, "Now we get to be imitators of Him." Galatians five, right? Galatians five. I think that's Galatians five off the top of my head. You know, I'll, I'll look that up later. You know, so <laughs> I'm looking at the camera in case you're wondering why I'm looking away, but. <laughs> um, but we get the opportunity to actually say, you know what? Jesus lives in, in me. If, if you're a believer, Jesus lives in you. And his word says you are a, more than a conqueror. His word says that, that you are the head and not the tail. Your word say, his, his word says that you are all these things. And we can step out in life at any level in his identity and do great things. Is that, would, would you agree with that? <laughs> yes. And, and um, you know, um, you said something there that, that uh, caught my attention. My verse for this year that God gave me was First uh, uh, John two twenty, and it is because um, for you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth, and that's the that's what's been sticking with me through this process. Is you know the truth, um, it's been given to you by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So, and one of my favorite things talking talking about in this was. You can you can elevate your value to your employer 
you can elevate your value in the marketplace you can you can get all of these degrees but you can never elevate your value to Christ because there's only one value and that's him dying on the cross nice there was it's that's one payment so it wasn't you know he didn't die 80% for you and 20% for me it's one payment for everybody we all have the exact same value and i equate this to economics if if i'm trying to sell apples for $5 per apple if you won't buy it it's not worth $5 no matter what what i think about it but he was willing to pay the highest price possible so there's no value that we can place on ourselves that is any higher i mean that's the absolute highest value so when we try to use things like title education to validate our value then it's it's pointless it's ridiculous nice. because that those are meaningless compared to the value that he bestowed on us that's awesome I'm going to write that one down. That's a good thing we're recording this. <laughs> I think that's the that's the best thing. And that's the best thing you can say is because he did. He truly paid the price. And, and that is for who we are and the direction that we will ever head. And if we keep our focus on him, we're going to do great things in life. No matter what we do in our jobs or in our things, because because of what he did for us. And I think like, like you being able to, like you writing this book, you know, I mean, yeah. I know, I know a lot of people that, that I'm going to write a book one day. I'm going to do it this one day and I'm going to do it this one day. But one day you sat down and you put pen to paper, you sat down with God and a book came out, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that's, that, that, that's something that not a lot of people can do or will do, or they're afraid of. So would, would you say would we got we got to close up here in just a minute? So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a question that, that has nothing to do with this, but what was your fear level, if any, stepping out to do this process? Oh, it was. Uh, I'm glad you brought that question because I was about to talk about that. This was <laughs> a incredibly um, scary because um, you know first of all I'm I'm an introvert by nature, so. When it came time to write the book, I was just going to keep it to myself and just write the book. And when I finished writing, I would put it out there and see what happened. But, you know, God took me on this journey of like, you need to tell everybody that you're writing a book. And the, when I, I didn't want to do that for a couple of reasons. I wanted to have control. I didn't, you know, that, that was a pride issue in me. I wanted to have control of the process. I didn't want anybody, you know, having their say on what I was doing, you know, and then awesome. sorry, the girls in the background. That's okay. Um, I'm cheering you on. <laughs> I wanted to have control. I wanted to maintain that control. And it was the, the, the pride of the fear that they were going to see you know judge me or 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 question the beliefs or 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 even that you know this was completely not an original idea <laughs> because <laughs> yeah it's it, um you know you can't really write about anything that hasn't been written about 
That's true. But, I, I, you know, I there's something that. about it that's like this. It's a. Uh, it's going to be put in a completely different way, and it was. It was. It was all put together, and it was just an amazing journey. Once I removed that barrier, it completely changed everything, and that's when it took off. That's good. That's good because we have to step out in the things that God tells us to do. And, and that, I, I think that's one of the, the I, there's not, some people go, God told me and I did it. You know, some people are like that, you know, because I'm, I'm an introverted extrovert. If I get into a crowd, I go hide in a corner somewhere. Does that make sense? I get on a microphone and I go to do something that God wants me to do. And I'm more than happy to just open my mouth and just go for it. You know, and sometimes I, I make mistakes in the process. Because that, you know, and, but then if you go and just if we have a one-on-one conversation in any other format, I sit like this. I'm I'm real kind of quiet, you know, and I really don't. That, that's my, that's so I I kind of fluctuate between the two. And when we had to close down a church, I know I've mentioned that on the podcast before, and so I went through like two years of just like, <sighs> I thought I was a pastor. That was my identity, you know, and so reading this kind of made me go. Wow. So, I, so when we stepped out to do this podcast, I say we because my wife supports me in it, even though it says 100% yeah. Richard, but she's, she, she really supports me. <laughs> you know, it's 100% Richard and 100% Brandy that you don't see except for once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> that's because you're one. But man. that's a really long title. <laughs> so, so stepping out to do this and, and listening to what you just said reminds me of the same, the same process because if you listen to the very first one, I'm actually talking about Fear, Radshack, B-Shack, and Abendigo, and they had to go into the fiery furnace and all that kind of stuff, and Fear and COVID-19 was just hitting, when, and, and I'm, like this, I'm like hiding behind, I'm like, I don't know. My voice is different, and now I'm, in, now I'm at a point after going through the processes and where I'm a lot more excited about what I'm doing and I'm, and I'm more energetic about it, and listening to you say, you know, hey, I struggled to get this out on paper, you know. I think that, I think that's awesome to hear because now here it is. You can go to Amazon and buy it today and because there it is. And the hard copy is going to be available too, right? So you can order yes. the, hard, the hard copy. Which, let's get that on the screen. That's what it looks like. So, so what you need to do is go to Amazon.com, search True Worth, Michael J. Lewis, and it pops right up and uh, – Read the reviews. They're excellent. Mine's not there yet. I'll be honest. My review's not there yet. But <laughs> but, it, but it will show up eventually. So I'm going to look into my camera. You can't not read this. I'm just going to say that. I think the, the message that came out is really, really a, an important one. So, again, I'm just really thankful for these opportunities, like, to come onto your podcast and talk about it. Um, you know, hopefully you'll have me on again sometime after this. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, with, with, with your next book, your wife's writing books. You guys, are, you guys are doing all kinds of stuff. You gotta, and I'm more than happy to help to to get you out there. When we're done with all this, you gotta PM me your actual physical address, so I can send you your 100% Richard mug. So oh. so whenever so whenever you do your lives on Facebook, you can. Do <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> before before we shut down, tell me what would be what would you tell people the the best thing and reason to read this? It's it's really about freedom. Um, God designed us and and promises a life, us a life of freedom, but we it is impossible to live in that freedom that He promised us 
if you can't understand the the value aspect and the hierarchy of where you're placing your values um so if there's any um and i want everybody to understand that uh everybody who's read this has told me the same thing that it comes in it comes in a a form of zero condemnation because this is a journey that that god took me through so it's not something where i'm sitting up here and and saying y'all need to do this and that and this and that you know it's a it's been a journey so you know freedom from addiction freedom from fear of what other people thought of me um and the freedom to speak my mind and say you know my opinion is just as valuable as yours it's i'm i'm free to talk about it but um yeah so that's really what it's all about um let me see maybe i can see what i wrote <laughs> just, just read the back cover <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, I think uh i think it's a very very valuable tool and right now when this comes out i don't um i know people listen to your podcast over a long period of time but right now when this is coming out it's currently for sale for the ebook for 399 for one week after that it goes up to the regular price 799 but nice. the print is 1399 uh, i like print books anyway yeah that's there you you can I, I do everything on my iPad or my phone now, and but we have bookshelves of stuff. You know, my, my wife's a, a big-time reader, so she, she has to feel the pages and do all that, which makes sense. So you heard them right there. So if you go on to Amazon.com, get this thing ordered, $3.99 for the ebook, correct? Yes, sir. So $3.99 for the ebook, and if you want the paperback, it's $13.99, and that'll show up within, I think, seven days, seven to ten days. Yes, yeah, so right now the the printing process with uh, Amazon is uh, is a little bit slow, so I think it speeds up after the book's been out for a little bit. Okay, so just be aware of that. I, I'm going to actually put a link in the description in my YouTube and on my Apple Podcast because they let me do that. So I'll have a link to the to the book in there. So make sure to look for that. I'll also have a link on my Facebook page, on the 100% Richard Facebook page, specifically straight to the book inside the description of this, at the end of this and. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna close real quick. I just want to remind everybody: Sunday, go to church. Um, if you don't have a home church, generationschurch.tv has a live um, broadcast every single Sunday, and uh, we have a new campus right here in the Hemet San Jacinto area that is online. You can go to Facebook.com, Generations Church Hemet San. It's a big old long title. Just look for it, Generations Church, and you can find it. And if you go to church and are opening up your building, make sure to get inside your building and worship God and, and pay attention to doing that. And uh, once again, Michael um, Michael J. Lewis, True Worth, Identity in Christ. And uh, we're going to do this together. Are you ready? Right on. Right, right on. on. Right on. All right, Michael. You have a great <laughs> afternoon.